is Moving Pictures. I'm your host, Brent Gunn. With me, as always, is Mitch. Mitch, how about you say hi? Hello, everyone. I'm Mitchell Kakalka, community editor for Central Michigan Life and comedic sidekick for Brent Gunn. So today, um, we're going to be talking about something that uh, may still be within your, you know, memory, uh, is the Oscars that happened about a week ago. We're going to be talking about whether or not we think the Oscars still matter. And of course, mm-hmm. they still matter. It's like the industry. No one's mm-hmm. really denying that. But it's kind of like Bitcoin. That That's the way that I've been thinking about it lately. The Oscars <laughs> like Bitcoin. Like, they only have so much uh, value as you subscribe to it, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And specifically with, you know, younger people, like millennials, Generation Y, I mean, Generation Z, are they even Gener- alive yet? Like, I, th- I, think I think some of them are like six years old at this point. Okay, so, so all the six-year-olds out there, too. Like, wh- what does the Oscars mean to us, essentially? Um, I think that this last... Last year's Oscars kind of proves that we're in this weird kind of transformation where it's not really relevant to us at all. Mm-hmm. There's not really anything there for us. Uh, yeah. We watched the Oscars together. Yes, mm-hmm. it was quite, quite was, an experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what 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 did you think of the Oscars, Mitch? I think, and I'm, I'm not as critical of the Oscars as some people might be. I, th- I still enjoy watching them. I still. Um, think it's like it's a fun night in Hollywood I don't think it's the biggest and most important night in Hollywood I think it's it's always just an experience for for one way or another this year I would say has been the dullest Oscars I've ever seen the the yeah like and, and the viewership kind of reflects it I think this wouldn't set for the whatever number year in the row like it set the low bar record for viewership yeah the the ratings were pretty low um that has to do with a lot of things, I think. I think it has to do with, one, a lot of the pictures that were nominated for mm-hmm. Best Picture, which is the thing that most people care about mm-hmm. when it comes to the Oscars, they weren't necessarily a lot of films that a lot of audiences could get behind, but there were a yeah. lot of critical favorites, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, the the one movie <clears throat> that seemed to have that kind of uh, general support from audiences was Get Out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that that didn't win. Obviously, Ooh. spoiler alert: we're going to be you know, getting into it. But um, yeah, when 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 you go through the list of films, I didn't really meet anybody that saw most of those films. I I, I knew a few people that saw Lady Bird, Shape of Water, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But I saw six of the nine of oh, films. Wow. Um, but yeah, that's kind of been a problem that the Oscars have always had, or at least like in pretty recent memory, is they've kind of have this stigma of celebrating like a Hollywood elitism and like um move and um specifically targeting movies that like mo- most people most people that they you know what you that they're trying to get to watch the Oscar cast probably haven't seen um yeah so and anyone that did watch the Oscars um we can't really talk about the Oscars without getting out of the way that there was a consistent theme throughout the night of you know, um, uh, surviving, you know, uh, mm-hmm. assault, you know, we're talking about the whole Harvey Weinstein thing at this point. Mm-hmm. That was a really congruent theme throughout the night. And um, I feel like to, 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 to a point, a lot of audiences who are watching the Oscars, I feel like it's almost a saturation level at this point because mm-hmm. I feel like a reason why the viewership was so down is because a lot of people didn't want to go to the Oscars to hear that message they wanted it to be this kind of like cheap fun like escapist 
like, you know, Hollywood thing that they watch every year, which is mm-hmm. most of the time what the Oscars is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I know watching the Oscars, it didn't necessarily bother me that they really focused it throughout the night, but I knew that in the back of my head, I kept thinking, I wonder how many like people have turned off their TVs by now because they're yeah. just so sick of hearing about mm-hmm. it. And it, it's it's unfortunate that like I have to think that. But the the Oscars was very, very focused on that. And I feel like there were a couple instances where the Oscars kind of missed the point or kind of lost the point. And mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're talking about the whole get out situation, which is yeah. what I, we're going to come full circle at again. Mm-hmm. But man, what an absurd Oscars! What a truly absurd Oscars! Kobe Bryant won an won an Oscar. Yeah, Kobe Kobe Bryant, the <laughs> basketball player. There, it's not another Kobe Bryant. They gave away a jet ski. They gave away a jet ski in a very unfunny bit that never ended. Mm-hmm. Um, Unf- unfunny, I think, is a word we can subscribe to. Like a lot yeah, yeah. about this. Um, Oscars so unfunny this year. <laughs> they were very very. <clears throat> very, very unfunny. I don't um, really even know why that is. It's just like none of the jokes that they said seem to stick. I mean, the Oscars are never really like comedy gold. Like you can't really, you can't. It's still meant to be like a safe kind of like family friendly environment. Yeah, like like I mean, a they, chuckle fest. They kind they kind of push the envelope a little bit. I think in like t- 2015 when they had Chris Rock as uh, the Oscar host, like he kind of did like buck up against that line a little bit. Like he, the the very last words. Um, and I mean, this isn't like in regards to comedy, but like just kind of like a proof of like the kind of host Chris Rock was. The last words of that Oscar cast, that Oscar cast were "Black Lives Matter." Yeah, and then that, then that's the roll the credits. So yeah, um, I think things like that, um, instances like that are kind of the Oscars, um, the Academy kind of shies away from, um, which is why they have Jimmy Kimmel on for two years in a row. Yeah, and um. <clears throat> Jimmy Kimmel is kind of a uh, <clears throat> an interesting host. Um, he doesn't really. Th- I don't. I don't know. Kimmy do- Kimmel doesn't really have that much of a personality to him, but yeah. people find him really funny. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's a weird thing. We go on about like you know the host all day, mm-hmm. but at least he's better than Seth MacFarlane. Much better than Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> not nearly as good as Billy Crystal. Mm-hmm. Not nearly as good. No one will ever top Billy Crystal, according to my mother. No one. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the, the, the thing that was so painful about this year's Oscars was how awkward the entire festivities was. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen, like, a, a production on that level feel like it was so mismanaged and mishandled. Mm-hmm. It feels like there wasn't a rehearsal. <laughs> um, off, Like, they, they, they did that bit that they seem to do every year where like they get a bunch of celebrities and it's like always Tom Hanks and always Meryl Streep and they like go around normal people and yeah. oh we're rich people and we're hanging around normal people and for five minutes for five minutes going and they're like our... wow you're fit like <laughs> that joke needs to stop that mm-hmm. joke needs to just be like put into retirement next year mm-hmm. I don't even know what they're gonna do next year they'll probably have Jimmy Kimmel back again yeah um, I, honestly I, I don't, I don't even know at this point. Um, so let, let's talk about who won. Um, yes. Baby Boss Boss Baby. Boss. Mm-hmm. Baby Boss Boss Baby <laughs> did not win Best Picture. It did not sweep the Oscars as I was hoping it would. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Shape of Water won anything. Um, I did not want Shape of Water to win Best Picture. I was pretty, pretty adamant that I didn't want it to win, mm-hmm. and it won. Mm-hmm. Mitch, what do you think? 
Yeah, like that was if Shape of Water kind of surprised me in like the early Oscar predictions um, around like December, November, when people start saying, "Oh, this is why I think is are going to win the Oscars," and people saying Shape of Water and that. And I saw Shape of Water. Like I, I enjoyed it. Like I'm, I'm a Del Toro fan, and um, I enjoyed the movie, but like I did not see it as Oscar material at yeah. all. Like a nomination, maybe if you if you have nine, if you have nine candidates, maybe yeah, it was it's nice to like throw, um, Del Toro's kind of like escapist fantasy um, a bone, but no, I did not see it winning at all. I think like the two, um, the two front runners this year, most as like most people, most critics would seem to like gravitate towards were Dunkirk. And three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. At least that's what I thought when I was just kind of looking at like what critics were saying, what um, people like close to the industry were saying. Like, oh, this is these are like the the Oscar movies this year. Lady Bird being kind of a dark horse candidate. A lot, a, a lot of um, a lot of people kind of gravitate towards. It's more like indie feel. See, I was almost convinced that Lady Bird was like going to sweep the Oscars, mm-hmm. but. Mm-hmm. Lady Bird didn't win anything, which I was shocked about. Yeah, I mean, did did, did it even? I don't think it won anything. Not that I can remember. Nothing like significant. Not I even mean, Best Supporting Actress, which I mean, everyone was vying for that film to win Best Supporting Actress, mm-hmm. but and Best Supporting um, Best Actress, Best Actress too, as well. Um, yeah, I was really surprised because, I mean, The Shape of Water. All right, here's the thing. We're we're gonna get into rant territory. The Oscars. <laughs> was the most overtly political it's been in a very long time. Mm-hmm. So it would have made sense to me for the Academy to go with a film that would feel like a champion of that. You know, like Lady mm-hmm. Bird feels like a film that would be appropriate to win at that Oscars, mm-hmm. you know, because it's definitely a film about a part of the female experience that usually isn't observed. It's directed by a... a, a First-time female director, uh, Greta Gerwig, who's totally earned her ranks as an actress. Um, I, I I was just, like, so shocked that the Academy chose to go with a completely um, non-political film like Shape of Water. Because, um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, while there are political, you know, things to take I think from it's, it, it's much more of, like, an immigrant allegory than it is anything yeah, else. Yeah, within, like, the modern context of, like, the political climate today, it's a much... Le- it's much less overt, much I guess like safer option um, than yeah. like some of the other films that were nominated. Yeah, just just just, uh, just like because of how the film's structured, it's so much of like a uh, like a Beauty and the Beast type film, like mm-hmm. a parent, like an odd pairing, two people at two things rather that shouldn't go together find a way to be together. Mm-hmm. It's you know a retelling of an old thing, but yeah, that whole allegory just seemed kind of. Oh, I guess the Oscars are going that way this year. It just seemed really unexpected to me. Yeah, yeah, but in in other ways, Shape of Water winning kind of fits into this pattern that a lot of people have um, criticized for the Oscars um, recently. Is that they always the Academy always seems to go for the movies that are classic like Hollywood throwbacks. Like mm-hmm. the fact that The Artist won a couple of years ago was kind of the uh, good example of that. Um, that's one reason why La La Land losing last year was such a huge shock. Or Crash winning a long time ago. Crash. <laughs> um, there was another one I'm trying to think of. Uh, Argo, that one oh, a couple of years yeah. ago. And Argo kind of has this uh, 
undertone of Hollywood saves the day. And look at, looking at Shape of Water compared to like every other nominee this year, there is kind of that undertone. There is it's a classic throwback to um, 50s sci-fi monster movies as well as classical romance movies. There's even a musical number that's straight out of old Hollywood um, halfway through the film. There's a, there's a scene in the movie where the Fishman monster guy um, fall, like wanders into an old old timey cinema and is like transfixed yeah. by the beauteous images that are on the movie screen. And it's Hollywood's beautiful. It's the mm-hmm. most beautiful place in the world. Mm-hmm. There's nothing bad about it. Yeah, and that works. And like I enjoyed those aspects when, when looking at it from this is Del Toro, kind of offering his unique imaginative twist on old school like. A classic monster movie, class by making it a love story, that works. It's I, I don't see how that's awesome. I don't see how that is worthy of winning Best Picture in a year that a lot of people have said this has been a very strong year for film. Yeah, um, I feel like when people are looking back at this year on film, they're gonna look at uh, Shape of Water the same way they looked at a film like Crash. They're mm-hmm. gonna look back. It's gonna age badly. Yeah, I think. And I think if anyone else other than Del Toro had directed this, mm-hmm. no one would care. Yeah. Nobody mm-hmm. would care. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. And just compared to some of the other best pictures, like like uh, Three Billboards, which seems to be a bit more of a left-of-center film, a bit more kind of um, risk-taking of mm-hmm. a film, I'm surprised that that was nominated as much as it was, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like the Oscars definitely branched out some films won um coco won for best original song i felt like that was you know fairly well deserved mm-hmm. um uh there were some films that didn't win anything that i was very i don't think phantom thread won very much did it costume design costume it's, design it's the movie about costume design so it was and appropriate it won costume that design. Won costume design um another film that just went totally unrecognized by everybody phantom thread mm-hmm. like no yeah. no one no one talked about that movie um, it, it went totally just swept under the rug <clears throat> in terms of Oscar talk. And it, and it was nominated for quite a bit, like especially like some pretty significant, I mean, the most significant ones. Like it was nominated for Best Picture, it was nominated for Best Director, I believe, Best Actor. Yeah. With Daniel Day Lewis's potentially maybe last performance. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's Paul Thomas Anderson. Like no one's really mm-hmm. that surprised, but it's like yeah, he's no, not... no talker on the film at all. Mm-hmm. And then Get Out being nominated, mm-hmm. which Get Out feels like it came out forever ago. Yeah. Know? But uh, I am still so mad that that didn't win Best Picture. And I was pulling for that as well. Uh, I, I think that while while we were watching the Oscars together, we had a few friends with us too. Mm-hmm. And um, while they were doing the nominee for Best Picture... Uh, I can't remember who the announcer was. Was it Emily Watson? Emma Watson? Uh, I cannot remember. Was it Matthew McConaughey was involved at some point? I don't know if I'm not like fever dreaming that. But, like, You're probably know. just probably fever dreaming <laughs> that. But um, uh, when they were doing the nominee for Best Picture, um, you know the the female announcer was going through it. Read it off as there's you know four talented men nominated tonight and uh, Greta Gerwig, and on the surface when I you know was watching it, so Emma Stone. Yes, Emma Stone. That's okay. who it was. Now you, you remember where I'm going. You know, yep, all right. I do. So when she made that announcement, you know, it got a huge big applause in, mm-hmm. in the room, 
And at first I was just like, yeah, that's cool. Greta Gerwig's probably going to win. But then, you know, I, I kind of like was thinking a bit more and I took to Twitter and Twitter as Twitter usually does made me think of something I didn't inherently think at first. Um, I thought it was a little bit odd for the Oscars to um, uh, kind of select a, a, a film by a, a white woman about just kind of basic white womanhood coming up over mm-hmm. this story of um, racial satire by by this you know first time black director. Mm-hmm. Felt like a little bit of a smack in the face to him that uh, this film Lady Bird, which Lady Bird is fine. It's a fine movie. It's not a great movie. It's an okay movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's not a better movie than Get Out by yeah. by any stretch. On any merit, the lighting, the acting, the cinematography, <laughs> everything, it pales in comparison to Get Out on every merit. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, in 2017 slash 2018, Get Out is a much more culturally viable film. There were kids that were you know, pining to get into the theaters. There were people like, um, I believe it's Chance the Rapper, buying out theaters so people mm-hmm. would see Get Out. Yeah. No one was buying out theaters to see mm-hmm. Lady Bird. In yeah. fact, you know, they probably wanted people to be buying out the theaters so it would make more money. But mm-hmm. um, I, I thought that, that was a really disrespectful moment in the Oscars, that that, mm-hmm. that that moment of placing, you know, Greta Gerwig's film over... Qu- mm-hmm. Quite literally placing it over the other films, especially Jordan Peele's film Get Out, which yeah. I, I think mm-hmm. that was really disrespectful to do. Like, well, yeah. good intentions, mm-hmm. horrible. Kind of reminds me of, um, I can't remember, it was a couple years ago. I can't even know if it was 2014, 2013. It was um, Patricia Arquette. It, it would have been the 2014 Oscars because she won Best Supporting Actress for boy- Boyhood. Mm-hmm. And, like, her speech was, her speech, like, the... the Long and short of it was that women have come so long in Hollywood, and it's time they stop. It's kind of it's time that women in Hollywood stop. Um, I'm not saying I'm not um, saying this directly, but what a lot of people interpret her saying was that it's kind of women in Hollywood to stop uh, putting <laughs> the worries and um, trials of like other people in front of um ahead of themselves yeah. and start like making a name for themselves it's Hollywood and what a lot of people interpret as saying is that oh it's time for women to stop worrying so much about fighting for the rights of other marginalized people like black men and women um Asian men and women, men and women and just kind of um white feminism is a word I was just about to say that, that white feminism is a word that's like thrown around a lot when it comes to Hollywood's um the kind of piecemeal attempts at um, being progressive that Hollywood makes. Yeah, and yeah. This this was another uh, um, example of that, and uh, I think like the Oscars. Yeah. Now, Ex- now, now, now that the word's been used, uh, white feminism, the floodgates <laughs> can be open. Yeah. That that entire instance with Get Out is just a prime example, and I think it's mm-hmm. a prime example of the disconnectness of the Oscars, and I think what makes mm-hmm. the Oscars unable to be relatable to young people because. Mm-hmm. Most young people, and you know, most um, are pretty politically involved, or at least pr- politically conscious of what's going on, mm-hmm. especially online with, yeah. with social media. And I don't know a single person my age who is on Twitter, is on Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, whatever, and they aren't familiar with the terms like 
you know, white privilege or white feminism or whatever. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. So to bring up that that word in this conversation, most young people would be like, oh, yeah, I have a vague idea of what they're talking about. Even if they disagree, they have a vague idea of what I'm at least talking about. Mm-hmm. If I tried having this conversation with, like, my boomer mother or father, <laughs> they, they wouldn't understand it. And yeah. I don't think the Oscars understand it because it's primarily spearheaded by people who profit off that idea of white feminism mm-hmm. or a white patriarchal or hierarchical structure. And it's still the older generations that are putting on the Oscars. Yeah. And, which is the problem. And uh, there's there's a lot to be said about how how the Oscars in the film industry already has a lot of ingrained problems with race and a lot of ingrained problems with racial um, representation. I mean, this goes all the way back to even just how cameras were designed. Mm-hmm. Cameras were designed not to pick up black skin. They were designed to pick up white skin. I mm-hmm. mean, there's so many ingrained historical problems that the Oscars has always had a long history um, with. Um, and it feels like as the years go by and as the, the country attempts to move forward, there's all these different institutions that kind of just say like, all right, we're going to stay in this little, like we're not going to go outside of this bubble. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. like the Oscars are like the Jimmy Fallon of the award, <laughs> of the award universe. Yeah. They're the most inoffensive, most mm-hmm. light thing. But then they, they try, they try really hard to like, let you know, we're going to be progressive. We're going to be mm-hmm. forward thinking. And in turn, it's just a bunch of white Democrats patting themselves on the back for another job well done mm-hmm. and, and doing and nothing. Ce- and like celebrating the Hollywood spectacle in a year where kind of um, there's this lo- still this looming specter of like the Harvey Weinstein scandal where right. people more so than more so than really any point in history, like people are just completely kind of um, skeptical of Hollywood mm-hmm. and they kind of, they poke fun at Weinstein um uh, Jimmy Kimmel did a couple times with, 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 with like his original jokes during like the opening monologue, but which I I don't think was a good idea to do. I, I think it it's a it's a floodgate. It's it's not something that like especially when there's so just there's so many um, men in positions of power in Hollywood yeah. who are um um who have been um, accused of crimes um, similar to uh, Harvey Weinstein, Kevin Spacey, and all these men who have been um um kind of like outed to the public um, recently and. There's, that that still has a hold on the industry, yeah. and then like, but then you have the Oscars, and and people just kind of saying like, oh, Hollywood's still good. Just has a f- there's few bad apples in the basket, and then, in the end, like the Weinstein thing, especially like, it's not something you can like poke fun at. It's a serious kind of disease that's affected Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, mm-hmm. I I'm not one of those people that that's gonna you know police jokes and be like, oh, he shouldn't have told that joke, but. Mm-hmm. but if I, if I could have had it my way, I just we would have canceled the Oscars this year. Mm-hmm. I think of like a year of solidarity, a year of just quiet, nothing happens as like a solidarity for people mm-hmm. affected. I think that would have been a lot more effective, and probably would have gotten more people back on the back on the side of thinking that Hollywood has integrity. Because mm-hmm. the reason why the viewership was so low is because most people don't think that Hollywood or that whole people are kind of like done with the whole how or not caught up in the Hollywood spectacle as much as they are. No, caught... yeah, exactly mm-hmm. because um, the the idea of YouTube and like social media in general is completely mm-hmm. like taking away that spectacle. Yeah, you know, um, you don't need to stay up till eleven to watch 
you know, Mark Wahlberg being interviewed on a late night TV show. You can watch it the next day on YouTube if mm-hmm. you even want to. Yeah. Because, I mean, back in the day in like, you know, the 80s, 90s, when celebrities were going onto these talk shows to promote films, it was a bit more of a novel. You know, it was mm-hmm. more of a, a novel idea. Um, and even the process of seeing the movies and, you know, being able to be exposed to the movies was a bit more of a novel kind of specific thing because mm-hmm. you, you, you can just discover anything whenever you want to be on the Internet. But now, oh, we're going to have Matthew McConaughey. Well, I can see Matthew McConaughey whenever I want. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll have Jimmy Kimmel hosting. I can watch Jimmy Kimmel whenever I want. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, we're going to be talking about the whole Harvey Weinstein thing. I've heard enough. I don't really want to hear anymore. Mm -hmm. There was nothing like as I was watching the Oscars the whole time, I just wanted it to turn off (laughs) because it felt like just this horrible, like this horrible corporate dinner for a company that, you know, is going bankrupt and everyone at the luncheon is trying to have like one last good luncheon with all their coworkers. Mm -hmm. And they're all like, Oh yeah, you know, everything's fine. It's like that meme. Like the room's on fire and you're yep. like, everything is fine. Do not worry. That's that's what the Oscars felt like. Yeah, I really can't see where the Oscars are gonna go from here. Like this this does in in a lot of ways it is, but this does seem like kind of like a low point, like rock bottom for everything that they're trying to stand for. They're trying to stand for kind of like to celebrate like the majesty of filmmaking when in and it's kind of goes back to just maybe like the structure of the Oscars themselves being arc an archaic thing. Um more in line with old Hollywood ideals. I yeah. mean, when you look at like movies that people watch nowadays, like people who aren't maybe aren't exposed to like um, Oscar award movies, um, aren't seeing the kind of movies that they watch like represent. Like a lot of pe- people kind of scoff at the idea of like Marvel movies or like Star Wars being nominated. But those for are the movies that people see. Yeah, yeah. And, and Get Out, like kind of like going 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 back to Get Out. Get Out, I think. Was like the most significant movie of the of this past year. Absolutely. Like it, it was the movie that the most people talked about, um, what, whether good or bad. Like mo- mostly good, thankfully. Mostly good, yeah. But like it was the most talked about movie in the same way that when you look back on the Oscar cast from like nineteen ninety and ninety four, like where Dances with Wolves beat out um, Goodfellas, <laughs> and then um, ninety four where Forrest Gump. Um, <clears throat> One against Shawshank Redemption and Pulp Fiction, and like in, in hindsight, people have like pointed this out. Like those were mistakes on yeah. the Academy's yeah. um, uh, from the Academy perspective. And I think like that's especially this year where Get Out I think is going to stand out. I mean, you said it felt like it. It felt like it came out like a long time ago, but people are still talking about it. Whereas mm-hmm. Shape of Water, I and I enjoyed the movie. I I don't think about that much. Yeah. I, I, I'll have fond memories of it whenever somebody mentions it in the future, but I'm not going to like be engaged in the conversation about Shape of Water anytime in the future. Get Out is going to be significant for a long time. And like it, it hasn't really, the, and the popular like enthusiasm for the movie hasn't died out really at all. No, because it's and, still a very, I mean, it, it's still like viable. Mm-hmm. It's still relevant. Yeah, it's going and, to be relevant for a long time. You know, uh, you, you mentioned, you know, the, the 90s, you know, mm-hmm. the 80s, 90s. In the past, the Oscars has kind of been the 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 rule maker in terms of films, you know, mm-hmm. like in, in 
you know, as we're asking ourselves, do the Oscars still matter? The, the way that the Oscars do still matter is in the industry. Mm-hmm. The Oscars will always matter within the film industry because if you win an Oscar, um, let's say you're an actor, your marketability skyrockets, mm-hmm. your availability for roles skyrockets, what you can charge skyrockets. Yeah. Instead of making, you know, $500,000 an hour, you can make $2 million a movie now because, uh-huh. oh, you're an Oscar winner. There's, there's you know, confidence in you. Uh-huh. But the Oscars, I feel like pre-social media, viewed themselves as we select what's going to be that culturally relevant thing for audiences uh-huh. like Forrest Gump. You yeah. know, they pick Forrest Gump because they think, oh, this is a film that represents what we want to be pushed. All right. Hold on. We had to take a segue. If anyone's listening here uh, is taking BCA 101 with Kevin Corbett or has an idea to, we actually interviewed him uh, last season. Uh, please go listen to that interview. But he's going to talk about Forrest Gump in that class. Uh, you don't want to miss that day because he completely rips, rips the film apart and kind of goes into what we're talking about now. <laughs> How Forrest Gump represented this era in the 90s of this kind of like American idealism being reinvigorated, like Field of Dreams, all those yeah. like late uh-huh. 80s early 90s uh-huh. movies that you know they they that were talking about these american ideals you know that this idea of being a football star of defending you know your girlfriend from the black panthers it's like all these horrible <laughs> things that the forest comes an awful movie like let's let's just get that out of there it's a terrible movie aged horribly horribly misguided but the oscars loved it uh-huh. Most audiences, I feel like if you really sat down and talked to them, they'll acknowledge Forrest Gump's kind of a dumb movie. <laughs> it's kind of a silly, stupid movie. This entire conversation has reminded me of um, a joke from The Big Sick, which was a movie that uh, early, kind of like Get Out, like earlier in the year got like a lot of buzz, where and Ray Romano's character, um, he, they, they, the other characters are mentioning looking something up on the air, and then Ray Romano. Ray Romano's here. He's like, no, like, don't go on the internet. Like, anybody can say anything on the internet. Like, go on the internet. People are saying that Forrest, like, Forrest Gump is a bad movie. B- b- best freaking movie ever. It's, it's that's the entire, the entire time you've been talking. Like, you're ma- been making a lot of good points. Yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, 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 you're, good. you're the, good. The entire, I just had to. Get we off always for, have time for Ray Romano on the show. That's totally. <laughs> I had to fine. get it off my chest the entire time you're talking about Forrest Gump. I'm like, ah, uh. <coughs> but um, <clears throat> the the, um, the Oscars, you know. They typically thought that they would pick films that would be these culturally relevant pictures. And as they kind of lose more and more favor with audiences, I think that they're realizing that they, that pull that they have is less and less powerful. Mm-hmm. I have a little bit of a conspiracy that um, La La Land was supposed to win okay. last year, but upon hearing the reaction, they mm-hmm. changed it. Mm, like I have no way possible. to prove that. No mm-hmm. way to prove that because... La La Land is a movie. It's a movie that was made to win an Oscar. Mm-hmm. And like for all intents and purposes, it should have won. Yeah. It's like it's not that good, but it should have won. Walking into the podcasting room today, I was kind of thinking back on that, on the Moonlight versus La La Land. I'm, it still baffles me that Moonlight like actually did win compared to like what, exactly. what we know about like Oscar voters and like their history. Like I'm, like, exactly. I'm still like, how did Moonlight win? You go from Forrest Gump to Moonlight, really? <laughs> that that does not happen. Yeah. But now audiences have the ability to pick which films are going to be culturally relevant for them. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have to wait for a Forrest Gump or a Crash to come to have it be this big uh, phenomenon. 
Now mm-hmm. we can pick which film is the phenomenon. Like mm-hmm. a film like Get Out was a complete sleeper hit. I mean, yeah. another kind of absurd example would be like Napoleon Dynamite. You remember when yeah. Napoleon Dynamite was first like marketed mm-hmm. with, with commercials? Most people were like, what, what is this? <laughs> but it became this total snowball hit mm-hmm. that just like through word of mouth and through the internet, it, it became yeah. like this huge cult hit. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with films like Raw, It Follows. There's all these films that, that are coming out now that through word of mouth, through the internet, through Reddit, through all these different things, mm-hmm. the audience has the power again to pick what films we're going to care about. The Academy doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like the, like when you mentioned, like it follows, get out. Like those are the movies that like in the future, genera- in the future, like are going to be looked back at, looked back on as like modern classics. Like the, the movies that best represented like what was being done on film. They're like during this time period. Um, and and not not movies like Shape of Water or Darkest Hour. Oh my God! <laughs> I have no idea why anyone. Okay, if if the Oscars is gonna try to like push this really progressive like tonal political direction, mm-hmm. why the heck is Darkest Hour even like in the? <laughs> why is it even being talked about? A film about Winston Churchill, and you're gonna be you're gonna nominate a film about Winston Churchill and talk about being woke. Those two <laughs> things, those do not go. Mm-hmm. Those are two totally different things. That also kind of... And the post. The, the post. post. Do we even need to talk about the post? Mm. It, it has Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep. Like, yeah. There. That's all I you mean, need. Yeah, that's, that's all you really need to that, say in regards to... It's uh, one of those movies. It's, it's Oscar viability. Um, when, when we were watching the Oscars, there was that scene where they showed from Darkest Hour where um, Gary Oldman was walking. <laughs> oh, God. He's walking out of Parliament... And it's like he's parting the Red Sea, and there's like all these papers. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! What a cornball shot. The shot that's using all the promotional stills for this movie in every trailer. Hands down, the most awkward moment of the entire Oscars. I think you'll agree with me. Was mm-hmm. the very end. Mm. You, you know where I'm going with this, right? I believe so. The very end, where um, Del Toro was accepting his award for best film, a uh, best picture. Someone in his crew, I don't know who. But, like, the, the music comes up for, for Del Toro after he accepts his speech. You know, thank you, good night. Kimmel's about to come on and be like, hey, everyone drive home safe. Somebody that's on stage with Del Toro and his crew is like, hey, wait, wait a minute, I got to say something. And then they just cut his mic immediately. <laughs> you, you don't remember this? I, I it's, it's coming back, okay. yeah. This guy on stage is like, hold on, I, I want to say something. They just cut him immediately. <laughs> and he's on stage like, wait, I wanted to say something. And Kimmel's up there like, uh, you can't, who are you? So Kimmel really reluctantly is like, oh, someone from so-and-so from the film wants to say something. And this dude gets on mic and literally just says like, hey, uh, I just want everybody to know that Del Toro really worked hard on this film and it means a lot to him. <laughs> All right, thank you. And I'm like, uh, water is wet, but the sky <laughs> is blue. Thanks, guy. <laughs> what a horrible way to end the show. Oh. It's just an awkward cherry on top. Of and the most awkward, banal. It's like Oscar it's like the final dad joke at, at the end of your <laughs> wedding. You know, like your dad comes up to you and you say one more terrible joke before you can go home on your honeymoon. It's just what what a horrible, horrible night. And the the boss baby did not win. Yeah. What the hell? What what the hell exactly? <laughs> that that's all that's all you can really say nowadays. But yeah, the Oscars. They're always going to be relevant in the sense that we're all going to go to watch mm-hmm. them for like the kind of mindless mm-hmm. entertainment. And 
I enjoy when a film that I like wins. Yeah. Like, I can't I can't lie. Like mm-hmm. if I'm ruined for a film and it wins best picture, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, there were some victories um, yeah. for Oscar Night. Um Blade Runner won. Mm-hmm. Um was it best cinematography? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was. Roger Deakins, I think like his first win yeah. in a career of like every He's been nominated a bunch, hasn't he? I think like fourteen or fifteen yeah. times. Like every year people say Very like well oh, deserved. Roger Deakins is one of the best cinematographers like in the business and like he finally got a win for a very well-deserved, like one of the most um, visually appealing movies I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan Peele won best best screenplay, best original screenplay. Very well-deserved, mm-hmm. I think. But yeah, yeah, um, I think that was it. Yeah, that, that that was really about it. <laughs> those, those, <laughs> were the, those were the two like, yeah, moments. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I'd probably agree there. Um, I was really bitter that Florida Project didn't win like anything. Mm-hmm really bitter about that but hey but yeah so you know the oscars they're always going to be relevant in that sense but i think with every single year uh we're becoming more and more independent as an mm-hmm. audience you know i think when i look at when i when the question is posed whether or not the oscars are still relevant i think they're at the most relevant when they subvert their own kind of the all, your own expectations like moonlight winning last year was like a huge was like a great cultural moment because mm-hmm. um, it kind of propelled this movie, which most people didn't, a lot of people didn't know about. And so even people who don't watch the Oscars like know about Moonlight now mm-hmm. because it was um, at the center of like this huge like Hollywood spectacle. Yeah. And Jordan Peele winning um, this year. And he, yeah, whenever, so again, kind of like going back to when, when, the Oscars subverts expectations and and somebody who's outside of the Oscar like, comfort zone of winning um, is is finally recognized. I think that's where more so than like any other um, thing in Hollywood, um, the Oscars are important because they they do showcase they do actually fulfill their job of showcasing um, creativity and significance in the film industry. Yeah. I, I feel like if the Oscars could nominate more films like that and less films like The Post, mm-hmm. I'd I'd probably care a little bit more about the Oscars, and I feel like most people would too, because mm-hmm. another Steven Spielberg movie with Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep is mm-hmm. that's not really going to get younger people excited yeah. about you know this whole big affair, mm-hmm. but what does get people excited is a film like Moonlight because it's a film that speaks to them, a film like Get Out. Because it speaks to them, you know. Yeah. Um, a film you know, like Boss Baby, it, it like speaks Boss Baby, to it them. speaks to us. It's our film. <laughs> but um, you know, like uh, the older generations, the the boomers. I'm sure they had their films that may have been Oscar winners that did kind of speak to them too. But um, th- this may sound a little bit odd, but I feel like the the language of filmmaking kind of needs to be updated because mm-hmm. often films are kind of structurally told and um uh the dialogue is kind of expressed in the same way it's been for the last like 40 years mm-hmm. but people don't talk the way they did 40 years ago necessarily yeah. you know i feel mm-hmm. like um this isn't so much an oscar complaint as it is just a complaint on the modern state of filmmaking how i feel like a lot of people are way too reluctant to embrace what's going on right now because mm-hmm. there's such a negative stereotype around millennialism there's such a ner- negative stereotype mm-hmm. around the youngest generations active right now. And 
the Oscars can really only pander to like that boomerism so much because they're not going to be here forever, you know? Mm -hmm. And I wonder what's going to be the state of the Oscars post boomer generation or post post generation X. It's hard to tell, you know, like when, when people that are, you know, a little bit older than I am are the ones that could be calling the shots potentially. Mm -hmm. That's just a really interesting thing to think about. Yeah. It's a, and you look at like so much of like the innovation that's being done um, in the film and the in the industry now is being done like outside of the studio system. Yeah. Um, by um, we've, we've talked about a lot. Um, Tangerine, mm-hmm. by, um, directed by Sean Baker, was a film done. An iPhone five. So. iPhone five. And, and you just look at like the tools for creating film have been, are more widely used and more kind of used by a wider variety of people than ever before. And the films that they're creating are reflecting that. And, but the films that mainstream Hollywood exemplified by the Oscars still hasn't really caught up and like recognize um, what's happening on the ground level of the film industry. Yeah. And probably in a few more years, we may see the uh, um, awards category even uh, widened more, Mm -hmm. you know, um, is a push for it to have like best motion capture. Yeah, yeah. Um, as as animated, because animated film has really exploded more and more. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll probably see the Oscars slowly embrace that more because you know that's a very good money maker mm-hmm. for them, the, the mm-hmm. animated market. But um, do the Oscars still matter? Meh. Eh. Kind. It depends <laughs> on who you ask, I guess. They can still they can still be relevant, but. I think the operative word there is can be, not is, are. They still aren't always relevant. Can be, but isn't is. Maybe? Bring back Chris Rock as host. That's all I have bring, to say. Bring back Chris Rock. Boss Baby 2 2019. We're, we're coming. <laughs> this has been Moving Pictures. I've been your host, Brent Gunn. This has been Mitchell Kakalka. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs>